Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. Today's podcast is about strength training of sorts and it is called, as my friend Yogi Berra once told me, that if you want to get stronger, you got to get stronger. All right. Should be fun, right? Before that, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews and between the two, they've made over a hundred million in sales. That's pretty darn good. It's heating up this summer and the home selling hasn't really cooled off too much. So make sure you give them a shout for your needs. They can be reached via phone 386-451-2412. You can text them or they can be reached at thegildengroup.com. All right. So Yogi Berra once told me that if you want to get stronger, you got to get stronger. Let's talk about that. It's called resistance training when we work out. That's really what it is. It's resistance training. You're using resistance outside of your body typically to get stronger. If you are using your body, you're using other forms of your body that create the resistance. So all in all, it's resistance training. Now officially in the world of exercise physiology, physiology, in exercise physiology, in exercise physiology, it used to be called isotonic training. So isotonic training essentially is the standard form of strength training that you typically know about. It's essentially moving a load dynamically. There is two other forms isometric exercise and basically that is contraction of a muscle without limb movement so that's like when you uh, squeeze a grip when you hold something when you're doing a static wall sit or something like that that is isometric training and then there is isokinetic training and isokinetic training is essentially where there is never any negative or eccentric load in the movement. Essentially, the load adjusts itself to your speed and force that you place on it. Think those curved machines, those um, air machines, hydraulic machines that you used to use. I guess some people still do. Those are isokinetic training devices. In some forms, it's still used in rehabilitation. I bring all this up so you can basically understand what resistance training is. Now, Somewhere in the last two decades, the experts that are experts decided that isotonic training was no longer the right term for traditional strength training. So they changed it to the acronym DCER. And what that stands for is Dynamic Constant External Resistance. They pretty much thought that that fit really what it was more. And you know, I don't know if that's overly necessary or whatever, but I do know this. It helps me explain to you what I want to explain. So if we break down those four letters, four words, okay, dynamic, constant, external resistance. So dynamic, as I think I told you earlier, means movement. 
So dynamic means movement. So the opposite of isometric, where it's a static hold of the tension, dynamic means the tension is always moving. The constant means the load, the resistance, remains the same. So in the sense of a 20-pound dumbbell, it's a constant. That is a 20-pound dumbbell. External means that the load comes from outside of the body. So essentially, you have to create a load, right? Whether it be weights, machines, the plates in the machines, I should say, um, tubing resistance, or again, your own body weight used against gravity is an external load, as kind of crazy as that sounds. And then resistance means there has to be resistance. So in order to get stronger, you have to apply more resistance. And getting stronger, I think all of us know now, is very, very, very important. It's one of the real big keys to our physical health, and it's one of the big things that we can do something about, we have control over. In the latest edition of the American College of Sports Medicine Fitness News, which I like, I think it's a it's a good journal. It goes to um, licensed and credentialed professionals. Um, we, it comes out, what, maybe every two months, I think it is. Whatever it is, it's good. But anyway, in this month's or this summer's, whatever it is, it does a really good job of breaking down ADLs, activities of daily living. It does a good job in talking about how strength training is such a key component to maintaining those ADLs and it broke it down really. It said, well, if you take a typical squat movement, that's the example of standing up from a chair using the toilet. If you take a basic pushing movement that we do in strength training, that's like pushing a lawnmower, pushing something away from you. If you take a typical pulling movement, that's like starting a lawnmower, pulling something towards you. If you take a typical lifting overhead movement, like a shoulder press, that's like putting something up on a shelf, putting your luggage up. If you take a typical lunging motion, that's like going down to one knee of the garden or tie your shoes or whatever the case may be. So it really did a good job of explaining it to people. I, th I think a lot of people do understand the importance of ADLs now, but I like how it's so often talked about. You know, now we're no longer just talking about strength training in the sense of getting stronger as a kid and an athlete, um, increasing your muscle mass for the beach, or using weight training to help you lose weight. Those are all important things, but, um, you know, I guess importance is relevant to everybody. But anyway, um, you know, ADLs are very important, and I would say that the majority, if not close to the majority of our clients, are concerned with ADLs. So if we want to get stronger, we got to get stronger. We have to increase the load. There's just no other way around it. Um, in one of my writings today, I was talking about an example of this. So when I was a a teenager, a very young teen, I probably was 12 years old, I got interested in lifting weights. I didn't stay interested in that time of my life for very long, but I got interested and I bought one of those cement, plastic covered cement barbells with the plates, weights, whatever you want to call them. 
remember those things and then a bench and uh, we put it in my garage in my house in New Smyrna and I can remember um, just wanting to bench press more weight now at that time I was interested I remember I was on the weightlifting club at my junior high school and that probably prompted me to want to get my own bench press I'm really not sure I don't remember but in any event I know they coincided with each other so I'm sure that's probably what sparked me but I liked it and as a kid in that era probably still true today everybody wanted to have a better bench press they wanted to be able to bench press more you know at the time I think at uh, this age which was middle school what we would call it today you know I wanted to bench press 100 pounds or whatever and I'm like you know trying so hard to do that I had no clue really how to work out I didn't have a program or anything like that but for some reason I understood that if I want to get stronger I have to get stronger so I would go to my garage probably every day which again is not a training protocol I would recommend today and uh, until I got bored I don't know how many days or weeks in before I got bored with it but I would try to bench press a little bit more weight I don't even remember if I warmed up or whatever I mean I think I just put more weight on it laid down picked it up and tried it and yes believe it or not a couple times I did not get what I was trying to do and I had to roll the heavy weight down my chest in a panic be able to sit up upright and lift it off of me and from my experience I've talked to other people and it turns out a lot of us idiot kids did similar things so it was either that or some kids learned to not put the clips on the side and then they could rock it and then all the weights go slamming on the floor so you better hope your parents cars and in the garage or you know there could be a problem but in any event most of the time I was able to push up more weight of what I was trying to do and I can remember that I can remember finally getting to that hundred pounds and I was so proud of myself I'm like wow that's pretty cool and I don't remember where I started I just remember that uh, I think my whole weight set only went up to hundred pounds so I can remember just adding a little bit more of those plastic covered cement blocks and eventually being able to do it so again even the training protocol was faulty the idea was that if I apply more weight I'm going to get stronger so it it works now I know today there's better ways to do this but just know this you can't get stronger unless you're adding more load there are acute program variables for strength training there is the load as I just stated which is the resistance there's the reps there's the sets which is a collection of reps there's the tempo which is how what is your pace of movement when you're doing your repetitions there's the rest interval in between sets or in between exercises and of course there's form so there's all these program variables acute program variables that are very very important and all of them have a place but the one thing we know that's constant just like in DCER there's a constant in there is that if you want to get stronger you have to use more load now there's all kinds of debates over what is the perfect rep range and if you've been listening to this podcast long enough you know there really is no such thing as perfection I mean one group says anywhere from say one to five reps works on ideal or one rep max strength and somewhere between five and ten is a better area for more general strength one group says eight to twelve all these different variables all these different opinions but the bottom line is that really doesn't matter so much what does matter is 
whatever rep range you are using, if you want to get stronger, you need to use more load. So for example, I often tell people that 10 reps is like a really great rep range. It does so many different things. You can obviously improve your strength if you're increasing your load when you can. You're increasing your hypertrophy, which is muscle size in that range as well. You can be improving your muscular endurance in that range. So it's just a really, when I say range, you know, 8 to 12, whatever, with 10 being the median. So it's just a really, really good number. Not a perfect number. There are times I do higher reps with myself and with other people. There are times I do lower reps, but 10 is a really good number. So let's say that you are doing leg extensions and you have 80 pounds and your goal is 10 reps. So you reach your 10th and sometimes we say, all right, do another one to grow on or good measure. So you do your 11th rep with 80 pounds. If you want to get stronger, the next time you go to the gym, you use more load, plain and simple. If you're content with your level of strength, you stay the same. You do not increase your load. If you want to increase your muscular endurance, you do more reps at that load. I mean, it really, really is that simple with that. So what can change that? So naturally, if you know that information and you're like, okay, so all I have to do is use more load all the time. I heard this on this podcast by this Rob guy and you go to the gym and you start changing your form to increase your load and you start swinging the weight or getting back to the leg extension, you start flinging the weight up instead of doing it controlled or maybe you cut down on the range of motion and you only go halfway down, are you still gonna get stronger? Well, no, you're not gonna get stronger from where you were because you're essentially cheating to get there. So you have to consider that. I mean, everything else has to remain constant. If you ever took any kind of research studies or statistic classes in school and college or high school or whatever, you know that you have to keep things constant to really be able to pull out the information you're looking for. So if you're cheating that and if you're all of a sudden bouncing the weight up and down or if you're shortening the range of motion or you're using your body's momentum, like on a curl, right? So a barbell curl, you're standing there, you have the bar in front of you and you're curling the weight up to about your chest height, working your biceps and you're keeping your elbows in nice and tight. So really the only thing moving that load is your biceps, that's great. But then all of a sudden you say, well, I need to use more weight and you start flinging the weight up by jerking your back and all that. Well, no, you're not getting stronger. Now, there is a case sometimes to challenge yourself mentally when we say, you know, do some cheaters, but that's really with athletes. And, you know, that's really just to kind of get over the mental hurdle of how heavy something might feel. But at the same time, it's really not ideally a great practice. And the best practice is to maintain your constant form all the time, whatever rep range you're particularly doing either at the time or all the time. Some people just use the same rep ranges all the time, which again is really fine. And increasing your load, you're going to get stronger, you know, no matter what rep range you're really doing. Uh, this isn't about how to find the perfect rep range. It, it, you know, this is about if you want to get stronger, you've got to get stronger. Now, let me play devil's advocate here for a second. So there's this great quote called, um, I think it's Marcus Aurelius, one of them. 
one of the great Stoics said it that says you never enter the same river twice. So we're different, right? So all those things are the same as I said. We can go back to my curl example or we can go to my leg extension example. You're going to the same gym. You're using the same exercise. You're keeping your form constant. You're keeping your rep range constant. And all of a sudden, you're not getting stronger, especially that day. Or maybe you notice a pattern of that where you're, you've, you're basically going a little bit backwards. So to expect that you're always going to have to perform in a workout is not a good expectation. In other words, yes, you're shooting for it. Yes, you're trying to get stronger. But no, not everything's going to fall into place that day and you don't beat yourself up because what that quote means is you know you're not stepping into the same river in other words yeah a lot of the things seem similar but you don't know that your body is exactly the same as three days ago or last week you don't know that you don't know that you got the same amount of sleep you don't know that you had the same nutrition like maybe you skipped breakfast that day or maybe you were stressed the night before you didn't have a good dinner Maybe, again, you didn't get very much sleep. Maybe your focus was not as good on the morning that you didn't perform very well. So we can't always expect to get better. The body is different, but if we're always shooting for it, if we're always trying to, and yes, there's a time to lower loads when you're not feeling good and you don't want to get hurt and you want to work on form, of course. But if we're always trying to get better, that's the ideal. A second scenario is, yes, you're going to plateau one day. You are going to get as strong as you are going to get. So that's not a bad thing. That's a pretty darn good thing. Then you do want to maintain it. But my advice always is shift the exercise. Start working on different angles of that exercise so you can reach peak strength at the next exercise. Most likely you're going to peak at that exercise quicker then you did the original exercise of a similar muscle group, but that's okay. So you keep moving up that way. You challenge yourself with different exercises. You challenge yourself with more challenging movements. You know, you just keep yourself mentally engaged by constantly challenging yourself. But the bottom line is if you want to get stronger, you have to use more load. And by the way, for those people, and I'm one of them, I like endurance exercises. You know, I'm not talking cardio endurance. Of course, I like that. But endurance exercises like essentially pull-up and push-ups and dips and air squats and things like that. All those exercises are also strength exercises. So endurance and strength do go hand in hand. And I try to explain that to people sometimes. They're like, well, I don't understand how like chest pressing more weights can help me with my push-ups. Well, if you say are chest pressing 90 pounds, which is two plates on each side of a hammer chest press machine. I use that example because that's a machine I have and that's a lot of load. Most likely you can now really do quite a bunch of push-ups. I mean, strength and endurance go hand in hand. And if you're the same person, same body weight, and all of a sudden your one rep max on a machine like that went from say 110 pounds per handle to 120 pounds per handle and everything else has stayed the same, you're going to be able to do more push-ups. It's just common sense, right? So in other words, every time you do that, a percentage of your body weight gets easier to lift. And it's the same example 
and then probably a better example when I'm talking about pull ups and pull downs. So if you're doing pull ups and you're struggling doing say four or five, which is still pretty darn good, and now you're using say you know 120 or 30 percent of your body weight on a pull down machine because you're really trying to get stronger, and you do a couple reps, well that's going to make you have more endurance on the pull up machine. So strength and endurance do go hand in hand they are you know two twins essentially but the bottom line is as you probably know you really can't add load to your push-ups that effectively some people put plates on their back you can put a dumbbell between your feet and do a pull-up yes but ultimately those exercises are going to be more endurance and you're either going to try to do more reps with them or you're going to try to do them in even better form all right, so ways we can improve them is do strength exercises that simulate those movements that'll make those movements seem easier. All right, so the two things do go hand in hand. All right, so just remember, if you wanna get stronger, you have to get stronger. You can't just continue to do the same thing all over again and expect different results. You can't use the same 10 pounders to do the same 10 reps on an exercise and expect to get better. You might maintain, you will maintain most likely, but you are not going to get better. All right. So until next time, remember, add load. It's only going to make you better. Add resistance and stay max fit and stay max well.